You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Father, I thank you for another podcast. Thank you for another opportunity to hear from you and to connect with the mind of Christ. Father, we are one with Jesus. This is the reality of the new creation. Whether we are connected with it or not, whether we are aware of it or not. But Father, we want to be aware of it. We want to be connected with it. And we want to live out of our true identity. And so we thank you that the Holy Spirit is our helper and the spirit of truth that leads and guides us into the truth about who we really are and about what it means to live and move and have our being inside of you. And so we just give you freedom today, Holy Spirit to teach us what we need to know. Grant unto us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of our Father and of Jesus and of you so that we can know the hope of our calling. Enlighten our eyes. Enlighten our understanding. Flood our hearts with light, Father, so that we can truly walk out of who you have recreated us in Christ to be. And we just thank you in advance for just the lives that are going to be touched by this podcast. And we give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Well, I am excited to be back with you guys today for another episode. And I'm super excited about today's topic. This is a topic that I spend just a lot of time on in my personal devotional time with God. But it's also a topic that I spend an enormous amount of time teaching on and coaching my students on and my clients because it is really a fundamental ingredient of living a successful life and fulfilling our purpose and honestly just producing the fruit of the Spirit through our lives, and releasing heaven through our lives. And it really is something that, you know, if you've, you know, been in a really good Bible teaching, grace-based church for any length of time, it's probably not a new topic, meaning it's not something that you've, this may not be the first time you've heard about it, but just because you've heard about it doesn't necessarily mean that you are living out of the revelation of this topic on a daily basis. It's fundamental in the sense that we're going to be talking about your identity in Christ, (laughs) your identity as a new creation, who you are in Christ, who are you really, right? What is your identity? And again, like I said, if you've been in a good Bible teaching church or you've been in a, a a church or around teaching that is, you know, grace-based, finished work type of teaching. This isn't going to be new for you. But what I think is going to be new and is what is going to be different about the podcast today is the emphasis that I am going to place on the need for us to condition our new identity. And that may be like a new phrase for you, like what does it mean to condition your new identity. But it is imperative 
if you were going to live out of your new identity, that in fact you condition it into your subconscious mind, meaning you reprogram it into your subconscious mind so that your new identity in Christ becomes a way of being for you. It's not just, you know, scriptures that you read about and that you're reminded of when you read, but it is actually, it has actually become your own self-image. There is most definitely in most of our lives a gap. A gap between the way that we see ourselves and our own self-image Okay, so the way we see ourselves or our own self-image, there's a gap between that and the new creation reality of who we've been recreated in Christ to be. And what I mean by a gap is that we live out of a self-image and a self-concept that we formed over the course of our lifetime. It's things like, you know, when I'm a good singer, I'm good at math, right? I'm tall, I'm short, I'm overweight, I, I like these things, I don't like these things. We call it our personality, we call it whatever you want to call it, your identity, your self-image. But it's who we identify as really in our own relationship with ourself. And... The gospel's message about the new creation and the work that Jesus finished on the cross is an announcement that you have become a brand new person. And the brand new person that you've become in Christ is designed <laughs> to replace the old self-concept and the old self-image which you developed over time before you really understood what the cross accomplished in the finished works of Jesus. Because here's the reality of it. Most of us live out of a subconsciously programmed self-image that by default is separated from Jesus. I call this the illusion of separation. And it's not necessarily on purpose. It's just how the whole world thinks, including the majority of the church and the majority of Christian sermons and you know, worship and all of the, the, the information that we consume, for the most part, reinforces an identity that is separated from God. We have concepts of things like, you know, we... we we bombard heaven with our prayers or we're, we have throne room encounters where we go and visit the throne room and we ascend to heaven or there's just, you know, we, we pray to God who's up in heaven and we're down here. We're, we're, we, we just have this illusion of separation that's been programmed into us by human beings who are also programmed with that illusion. And the gospel is the announcement that you have become the temple of the Holy Spirit, that you are the house of God. You are the dwelling place of Jesus Christ. And Christianity is really about Jesus Christ living his life through you. 
When the Apostle Paul said that I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ in me, he was preaching what it means to be a a, a believer in Jesus, what, what the identity of a believer is. Romans 6 goes through this identification that talks about that that from from the father's perspective and from real reality's perspective meaning if you you know god forbid fell over and died right now the reality that you would immediately experience is the reality described in Romans 6 which is that we are vicariously a part of the crucifixion of Jesus that we reckon ourselves dead that we consider ourselves crucified, an old man crucified with Christ, buried with Christ, raised with Christ into new life, and ascended with Jesus so that we are now seated in heavenly places in Christ. And this identification with Christ is so central to the gospel that it redefines the human experience. It redefines what it means for us as new creations in Christ, as followers of Jesus, as disciples of Jesus. It redefines everything about us and the way that we are to experience all of reality. And so I'm, I'm describing that in the, for a moment because I, I want to highlight this gap today. You know, as I'm teaching today in this podcast, I'm walking around with my microphone, and it's like on the left side of the stage that I'm, I'm standing on. <clears throat> you know, I'm standing over here when I'm talking about the new creation. You know, and then I'm walking over for just, I didn't even realize I'm doing it, but then I'm walking over to the right side of the stage when I'm talking about the old man and the old, the, the, the self-concept and the identity that has been programmed under the illusion of separation from God. And I'm doing that because I guess in my own mind, I'm thinking about this gap between the two. And the gap is in the middle of the stage here. There is a a way of thinking that has to be transformed that is represented between the gap of your self-concept and your self-image as someone who lives separated from Jesus and who you have been programmed to believe who you are over the course of your life, over the course of your church experience, over the course of your every experience you've been through, and who the who, what scripture tells you to be true about you as someone who has been joined to the Lord and is now one spirit with him. And so the business of mind renewal... And honestly, the business that I am in as a spirit-filled life coach, life purpose coach, whatever you want to call me, also as a five-fold ministry gift who operates as an apostle, prophet, and teacher. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But my job is to equip the body of Christ for the work of its ministry. And practically what that means is to close this identity gap. You know, your identity is everything. Your identity defines not only who you are, but it defines what you can actually do. And it defines how you are going to show up in the world, how you are going to relate in the world. Are you going to show up as a victim? Are you going to show up as a victor? Are you going to show up as a powerless person or a powerful person? And the gospel changes everything about you. 
the reality of what Jesus accomplished on the cross for humanity when he became the propitiation of the world's sins, when he took the entity of sin upon himself and became sin on the cross and crucified not only our old sin nature on the cross, but everything else that would ever separate us from God. When he became the curse, he forever changed your identity and my identity. But it doesn't do us any good for Jesus to have accomplished all that and to have finished all of that if we have not renewed our minds to an identity that is living out of that. And so when I talk about this concept of conditioning your true identity or conditioning the new creation identity of who you are in Christ, what I'm talking about is a process of renewing your mind and a process of reprogramming your mind, rewriting your narrative and your story about who you are. We're talking about overriding your self-concept. We're talking about rebooting your operating system so that you live out of an identity that is congruent and in alignment with the truth. You know, one of the things that when I very, you know, I mean, you may know a little bit about my story, but I grew up in the Baptist church. I grew up in the Bible Belt, and we didn't, if we did talk about it, I didn't hear it. What I heard growing up was that that I'm a sinner and that I deserve to die and that Jesus in his mercy forgave my sins on the cross And because of that, I can now go to heaven. But it was mostly a message, as far as I can recall, that I was a sinner in need of a Savior. And that salvation meant that I was saved from being punished for my sins eternally. And that I could now live in heaven forever with Jesus. And if, 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 you know, if I was taught something different than that, if I was taught about righteousness in Christ, if I was taught about what it means to be a new creation... If I was taught about the reality of my union with Jesus, I, didn't, I never heard any of it. Because it really wasn't until I was in my 30s, until I was filled with the Holy Spirit, and I began to get exposed to supernatural Christianity, that I began to even hear about this concept of who I am in Christ. And I remember, I, I don't know if someone gave it to me or if I created it, I can't remember, Um, But we will definitely post this on the blog along with this podcast. But I I created or got a hold of this this one-page, it was like a scripture sheet that, it was a page of scriptures that just at the top said, you know, my identity in Christ or something like that, like who I am in Christ. And then it just listed a bunch of scriptures from most, you know, from the New Testament I think there were a few Old Testament ones, but mostly from the New Testament that just said, you know, what it means to be in Christ. That in Christ I am holy. In Christ I am blameless. In Christ I am complete. In Christ I am perfect. In Christ there is no condemnation. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am chosen. I am accepted in Christ. And it just began to list out all of the attributes 
of what it meant to be in Christ or what and in Christ, you know, is one of those phrases that also I didn't really get at, at, in the beginning because I'd heard it so much. You know, it's just like a little tag on to scriptures like Romans 8, 1, you know, there's no condemnation for them that are in Christ. Well, in Christ, it, it's almost like, I don't know, it just didn't compute to me that in Christ was an identity, <laughs> that it was, and it, it indicated oneness, it indicated no separation, that I am in Christ, and that because I'm in Christ and one with God, I am now all of these things, right? And so, even though I, I mean, it was the first time I began to hear it, it was in my 30s, and I'll tell you, I, I had so many problems <laughs> at that time in my life. Uh, it was such a godsend, honestly. I mean, I had been in therapy for years by then. I mean, just trying to overcome all kinds of trauma and all kinds of things that I'd been through. And this was the first time in my life that I was really hearing the gospel. And thankfully, just by the, the grace of God... I began to take that one sheet, and I read it every single day. And I, I would speak it out loud over myself. And I, I, because I knew that I had a thinking problem, and obviously I had no idea of who I really was. And the truth of those scriptures, not only completely radically changed my life and my self-image. They actually healed my brain. I had had a diagnosis prior to that because I suffered with anxiety. I suffered with depression. I had, you know, again, I'd been in, in I had been on antidepressants. I'd been on medication. But the truth of that I, new creation identity literally set me free from having to take any of that medication anymore. It set me free from depression, and it set me free from anxiety. And I'm sharing that because all I was doing by reading that piece of paper every day over myself was I was reprogramming my mind. Repetition is one of the ways that we communicate with our subconscious mind. You know, a lot of us don't realize that we can consciously agree with something, but subconsciously disagree with something. Because our subconscious is not easily changed, unfortunately. Uh, it, fortunately, in one sense, because if our, if our subconscious mind was easily changed, then we wouldn't be able to retain basic skills like brushing our teeth or driving a car. But unfortunately, it's a not easily changed so that when we get hardwired with beliefs about our identity and beliefs about who we are, those things are set in neural, with neural, uh, neural pathways, and those are core beliefs that we believe until we change those beliefs. And one of the ways that we change those beliefs, there's several, but one of the ways is through repetition. This is why in the Old Testament, God was so adamant about 
Abram changing his name to Abraham. It was why he gave him a meditation project to go outside and visualize his descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky or as numerous as the sand on the seashore. It was because he was reprogramming Abram to believe that he was who the father said he was. And in that story, the truth was so freeing for Abram that it reversed his body and caused him to be able to bear a son with Sarah. There is a supernatural, and I say supernatural, but it's the way that God created us to function as human beings, that we are manifestors of what we believe. We are creative by our very nature of being created in the image of God. And so what we believe is what we experience. So if you mentally agree with Scripture and who it says that you are in Christ, but you subconsciously believe that you have a, and have a self-concept of someone who is you know, not a new creation in Christ, your subconscious beliefs will always win. So as I was reading through those scriptures every day, I was rewriting my programming. And I was, from a neuroscience perspective, what I was doing, it was I was creating new neural pathways. And what that meant is that I was beginning to experience myself and my life in a whole new way. I was breaking the habit. This is a very powerful phrase. It's worth writing down. I was breaking the habit of living out of my old man identity. I was breaking the habit of living out of a self-image that was apart from Christ. And I was beginning the process of true repentance, which means to change your mind. And so what I'm talking about today and what I'm kind of describing in a bunch of different ways is the need for us to renew our minds so that at a subconscious level so that we are living out of our true identity. I'm talking about closing this gap and conditioning who we are in Christ. You do not condition a new identity or create a new identity or a new reality for yourself or a new experience for yourself unless you connect to what you believe at a subconscious level. Mind renewal is not mental ascent. 
it is not, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not important for us mentally to agree. We absolutely have to mentally, consciously agree as a first step, but we have to take it deeper than that. And this is also why encounters with God and revelation from the Holy Spirit is so important. Because when we take these scriptures that describe our, our new identity in Christ and that we are, you know, Christ in us is the hope of glory and all of the beautiful scriptures that talk about, over 250 of them in the New, new Covenant, in the New Testament, when we take those scriptures and we begin to really meditate on those and chew on those and, and milk those for the revelation that they contain, in partnership with the Holy Spirit, those scriptures come alive. See, we have, we have the Holy Spirit. So it's not just repetitive in a sense that, you know, it, you know, you're just like saying it over and over again. Although, yes, it is repetitive in the sense that you're saying it over and over again. But what makes meditation and what makes repetition of scripture come alive for you and I is the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, when we take a scripture such as, you know, Christ in you, the hope of glory, and we just, we just choose to, to meditate on that and, and think on that and chew on that, scripture is alive. It, it, is, it is active, right? It, it, this is no ordinary book, Scripture is not an ordinary, uh, you know, just manuscript that the Holy Spirit breathes on these words and breathes on this truth of the gospel and makes it come alive to you. It is truly like, they call it, the, you know, the sincere milk of the word. Like it is, it is nourishing. It is like milk. And then there's meat, right? And it's, it's like it's a meal that we can eat. We can eat of these identity scriptures. And, and there is a supernatural process that the Holy Spirit takes us through where we have an encounter with God through those scriptures, you know, I, I have people ask me sometimes or even talk to me sometimes about how, you know, they just have trouble reading the Bible. Like, it's so dry and it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to them. And I, I always tell them, it, it's not about reading your Bible, you know, in a whole year and, and, and in a year and checking off the check box. Like, okay, look, I read my Bible reading today. No, this, your, your relationship with Scripture is meant to be transformative. It's meant to be transfigurative, <laughs> meaning that it is designed to transfigure the Christ in you. It is your source of truth that the Holy Spirit breathes on and causes to come alive for you so that you can experience the reality of what that Scripture means about you. In James, it talks about how, how the scripture is, is like a mirror, right? And, and when we are a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, it says that we're like a person who forgets who they are. It's like we, we look into the mirror of the, of, uh, and then we, we, we at once forget. And so we don't, wanna, we don't want to just hear these things. We don't want to just mentally assent to the truth. We want to become one with this truth, the truth that we know. And that know is an intimate knowing. We want to intimately 
consume the gospel. We want to intimately consume what the cross means for you personally, for me personally. I, I mean, the Apostle Paul said this in Philippians chapter 3, that he wanted to fellowship with the sufferings of Jesus. And that doesn't mean he wanted to get crucified and he wanted to, you know, you know, somehow be go through trials and tribulations. No, it meant that he wanted to participate in the crucifixion of Jesus to such a degree that he that he experienced the power of the resurrection that he that he that his Christianity became an experience for him. It is not meant to be a, a story, a Bible story. The cross is not, a, it's not just a story we tell about Jesus. It's not just a ticket out of hell. It is meant to be an experiential identity for us that, we, that becomes a way of life, not just because we're trying to do Christianity. We're not trying to do Christian activities. We're not attending Christian things because we're Christians. No, it's, it's a transformation, a complete reformation, a revolution of our heart and of our mind and of our very being so that the life of Jesus Christ is being lived through us, that Jesus is vicariously living through, him, through us in reality. Not in theory, but truthfully manifesting his life and his healing and his glory and his goodness and his patience and his peace and his joy and his gentleness and all of his other characteristics through our bodies. That our bodies become the very possessor. We are, I mean, we are possessed, I guess I would say, with Jesus Christ. That we become a mixture, really, of... (laughs) the new man right it's it's Christ in us and us in Christ and it's it's the it's the new you it's the new me and it's meant to be a reality that we're not working or striving for we're not trying to be patient we're not trying to be joyful we're not trying to be holy we're not trying to be blameless we're not trying to be good we're not trying anything we're being we're being believers we're being <laughs> the body of Christ we're being the possession of Jesus and so This idea of conditioning your new identity is is everything. Mind renewal is everything. It is how we experience the Christ in us. It's how we experience heaven as a right now reality. It's how we experience the kingdom and how we experience all of not only the good things that are in us in Christ Jesus, but just the fullness of our inheritance in Christ. It's how we live an abundant life. It's how we partner with the life of Jesus. And I say partner, it's how we channel, I guess is a better word, or how we, we become a pipeline for God's goodness. Hey, and just the finished work that Jesus accomplished. And so practically what that looks like is it first of all means you've got to hear the truth. You've got to hear what it means to be in Christ. 
And then secondly, you've got to not just hear it once, not just read it once, but this has to be a focus. This has to be a, a, a project, a new habit. We're creating a new habit. And the habit is abiding. The habit is living out of your true identity. The habit is replacing the memory of who you used to be with who you are in Christ. You know, these memories that told us who we are need to be replaced with encounters of the truth. Encounters of who you really are. Encounters of a glorified you. Encounters with a you that is so full of the glory of God that the same works that Jesus did are happening all the time through your life because Jesus is the one living through your life. And so, beloved, I guess the the homework or the follow-up with this is really a couple of different things. I mean, you know, on a at a minimum, you know, I want to give you these these scriptures and I want to point you to the truth so that you can begin to really assimilate the truth about what it means to be a new creation. And, you know, at a minimum, read those in the morning, read them before you go to bed, partner with the Holy Spirit. And, and see which one he highlights to you as you read through that list. I mean, maybe he's going to highlight holiness, or maybe he's going to highlight completeness, or being accepted. Or, and maybe, maybe you, you just pick one because you really struggle with a particular area. Maybe you really struggle with, you know, rejection and, and not liking yourself. And so, what you know, you pick the one that says, hey, I'm accepted in the beloved. I was chosen in love and from Ephesians. But you just find one that, that you just begin to attack the unbelief, attack the old identity, and attack the, the self-concept and the self-image that was programmed into you. You can override it. You are programmable. You're, you ha- there is something called neuroplasticity. Our neural pathways can change. And it, it, it's what Roman 12 2 says. That we are not to be conformed to the pattern of this world, to the image of this world, but we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Our minds are programmable. It's all throughout scripture. And so as a minimum, take that on, right? You know, I, I, if you don't have a copy of, of my book, head on over to www.thepathfreebook.com. Download a copy of my book. Go over to Amazon. Buy a copy of the book, The Path. Uh, how to journey with God and live your purpose by Shalisa Menes and, and, and do the exercises in the back of those chapters. But you've got to have a, a foundation of encounters with the truth with, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then lastly, for those of you that are just done, <laughs> you're done living out of your old identity, you're done living out of 
you know, a life that is not aligned with new creation realities and honestly who you were recreated in Christ to be and the work and the purpose and the call of God on your life, well then consider working with me. Consider applying to Emerge School of Transformation. And you can do that by just sending us an email. There'll be a little announcement here at the end of the podcast about how to find out more information. Write it down and contact us. You know, Emerge is a three-month immersion in transformation. It's it, Emerge School of Transformation. And, and the goal of that school is to close the gap. It's to get you familiar with what it really means to be a new creation in Christ so that you can hear God and encounter God in ways that, that radically change the trajectory of your life. We're talking road to Damascus kind of encounters, which dramatically change the trajectory of the Apostle Paul's life. Moses and the burning bush. I mean, those are the kind of encounters that people are having in our school. Why? Because encounters with God transform us like nothing else on the planet can. Dreams, obviously, touch our subconscious mind. Repetition, uh, visualization, and meditation. There are all kinds of, of, of ways that we can do that. But I will tell you, an encounter with God, a spirit-led encounter with God, changes our lives like nothing else. So, beloved, let, let's close in prayer for today. But, but I, I want you to really consider, as we wind down the year at the recording of this podcast and we head into the new year there's a lot of things going on in the world that are vying for our attention but the most important key to you living a successful life where you fulfill your destiny is the topic that I talked today about in this podcast it is living out of your true identity And so, Father, I thank you for just taking this message and personalizing it for every single listener. I thank you that as I've been talking, you've been talking, and you've been highlighting pieces of it. You've been giving them directions or or just causing them to focus on a certain part of it. And so, Father, I just now release grace. I release the grace to do something as a follow-up. Whether that's meditate on the scripture, whether that's read the book, whether that's apply to work with me in the Emerge and Emerge School of Trans, whatever the follow-up is here, Lord, and maybe it's all of the above, but Father, I just release grace to do it. Holy Spirit, this is your will. This is your will. It's your will that we not just hear the gospel, not just share the gospel, but that we experience it, that it becomes our identity, that it becomes the way that we show up every single day when we open up our eyes, how we show up on the planet. And so, Father, I just say grace, 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 grace. Grace, an abundance of grace to every listener, Father, as they make a commitment to close the gap and condition their new identity in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening, guys. Love you so much. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalice.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalice's book, The Path, for free. 
or you can visit www.thepathfreebook.com. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then take that first step and contact us by email at info at shalice.com. To inquire about working with Shalice and enrolling in Emerge School of Transformation. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.